0: Welcome to the Nobles Youth podcast. Thanks for listening, and we're really glad you're with us. My name is Mike Kalin, the Director of Teaching and Learning at Nobles. I'll be your host today. I first briefly want to explain the purpose of the podcast and why we're here, what we're hoping to provide. So on the podcast, we speak with faculty and staff members, all involved with our work related to teaching and learning, academic technology, DEI culture and practices, socio-emotional learning, and more. Our faculty and staff here have a ton of expertise on a wide range of subjects. Through the podcast, we hope to learn from our guests who provide insight into the opportunities and challenges in our fascinating world of education. So today we're excited to speak with Colette Finley, assistant head of the middle school and a member of our math department. So Colette, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Mike.
0: Great. So let's start a little bit at the beginning. So can you just describe the path that brought you to Nobles?
1: Sure. So this is a little bit of a long answer, Um, but I actually did not know anything about Nobles or independent schools for a long time. I grew up in Minnesota, which I know you can relate to Midwest. Uh, And when I was looking into applying to colleges, I was at a very small parochial school and my college counselor said to me, I read in a book that I think you'll like these NESCAC schools. And so, um, applied to a bunch of them and was fortunate, uh, to enroll and and be at Colby. And while I was at Colby, I was kind of interested in teaching and learning and thinking about going into a path of education. And I met someone there whose family actually ran the Taft Summer School. And they said, well, Clyde, if you're super interested, why don't you come work at the school that my parents run in the summer? I think it'll be a really good experience. You can kind of test the waters. And I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. Why not? Um, And basically from there, I was very much hooked on independent schools, what these um, schools can provide, and just excited with the opportunity. So, had a really good summer there, and then um, looked to find work after that. And luckily, you know, through Carney Sando, got hooked up with Ben Snyder, and the rest is history. So, I was hired as a fellow here at Nobles, and have yet to leave.
0: Great. So, let's now stick. Getting close to the present, but you work with middle school students. And for many educators, middle school students are very scary, very, very scary. So, sort of curious about what attracts you to working with that crowd.
1: I, you know, I always feel bad that middle school students get such a bad rep. Uh, it, It kind of breaks my heart. I feel like if anyone reflects on their own middle school experience, it falls into a couple of buckets. One is what a horrible time. Or two is I don't even remember what happened then. Uh, and so I kind of feel as though you know it's an obligation to provide a good experience for this age group that that I think it is very challenging. Um, they are developing and growing physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, at a rate that is you know almost as fast as you know, the zero to one year old you know age group. And so they need a lot of support. They are really testing out what it's like to be independent for the first time, so pulling away from parents and guardians and and testing those waters. And so I actually really love that it is a perfect balance of their, you know, brains being ready to handle some more challenging cognitive work in the classroom while also remaining playful and curious um and less serious and so that's been a nice balance
0: it's really interesting to hear your observations about middle school students and sort of transition to the next question i think it's one thing to teach middle school students but now you're in a pretty significant leadership role as assistant head of the middle school talk a little bit about what your roles and responsibilities are in that position
1: so i feel as though you know overarching Mainly want to support both the students in the community as well as the faculty in the community. So you know, if the faculty aren't feeling supported or if they are not feeling well, then it's hard to then provide a good program for our students. So I feel as though it's twofold approach um, within supporting the adults. You know, it's building a sense of community. It's you know making sure that they're supported in the classroom and beyond. Um, You know, we meet actually twice a week as a middle school core, both looking at program and how we can support our students. Um, And then just obviously the the day-to-day operations of what helps keep a middle school running Um, from advisory to clubs, to kind of any any way we structure our time outside of the academic uh, classes.
0: And so there's a lot going on, I think, in your role. And just curious, which parts of the job right now do you enjoy the most?
1: I love that every day is different. I also am very appreciative that I get to work with a lot of different people in the school. I'm not just tied to one class or with one group of individuals. Given that uh, my role you know, involves a lot of different areas, I'm able to connect with a lot of different students and a lot of different adults. Which I feel very grateful for, and then also living on campus allows me to connect more with the upper school students.
0: So, going a little bit about you know those things you enjoy, and, and back to the challenges of working with middle school students, including teaching. What are the leadership challenges that you face, either in the past or currently in your in your role?
1: I think this is a this is a tricky one, but I would probably focus on two areas. First is discipline is is challenging at this age group because we all understand that they're going to make mistakes and that is part of the learning process and we also want to celebrate those mistakes and how they kind of bounce back from them and learn from them. With that being said, we also want to make sure our community is safe and that kids feel a sense of belonging. So I think how we support students throughout our discipline process is uh, something that continues to evolve and an area that i'm trying to focus on, but that that can be challenging I also sometimes. You know just personally, I was definitely a rule follower and so sometimes just getting in the mindset of of kids can can be difficult Um, and then, on the other side of things, I think what also is is challenging is that we want students at this age group to test out their leadership capabilities, but um, sometimes they need a lot more scaffolding than expected, and so just trying to better understand how we can provide that opportunity while also scaffolding it along the way.
0: I think there's a lot of admiration that upper school teachers have for the discipline challenges. It's not to say that upper school students don't have discipline issues, but I think they pale in comparison to some of what you deal with uh, on a daily basis, (laughs) and sort of shifting back to the student experience. I was just curious, it is difficult for middle school students as they form their identities to move to different places. And especially as they move to a transition to a new school like Nobles, I think it can be anxiety provoking for many of them. So, Sort of curious how the middle school eases that transition, particularly for our class six students who are all new to the environment.
1: Yeah, I think there's both a, you know, academic transition and then also an emotional transition and so on the academic side of things we you know I think we have hired very well and so we have teachers that really understand the onboarding experience at this age group and kind of the skill sets needed and to kind of meet kids where they're at and to understand that it's a two-year program and that the goal is like where they're going to be when they leave the middle school not that you know everything needs to be fixed um, in the first week and we have obviously a lot of meetings that help us discuss kind of best approach and then I would say, you know, even more importantly, on the emotional side of things, you know, we there's a lot of research, obviously, that, you know, if kids feel a sense of belonging, then, you know, they'll feel more motivated in the classroom, more engaged with their peers and with the community. And so actually when first when students are first admitted and they decide that they want to come to Nobles we host an orientation for them in the spring preceding the fall that they're coming and so they come together we organize games for them and it's again just to start that onboarding process a little earlier so they get to know a handful of kids and at least they know the space they know some kids coming in we obviously start the year with you know an orientation and then we've been running sixty lunch groups for the students where they mix and mingle with different kids each week and with a different uh, Nobles faculty member. So the idea is both that they're meeting everyone in their class and then they're also connecting with the adults in the community.
0: Yeah, I, I think from afar, it's just really impressive what an intentional process that is. And I think the outcome is also very impressive, just all the thought that goes into that transition. Again, with it certainly still probably being anxiety provoking from some, But there just seems like there's so much support given from the middle school crew. Um, On a fun question, and and I guess it's also related to transitions and, and sense of belonging. What are some of the annual traditions or events that serve as highlights for our middle school students?
1: You know, it's funny when you are a middle schooler, the upper school is very cool. So I would say first and foremost, anything that is combined with the upper school is very exciting for them. So Friday Night Lights, All School Assembly, Fall Fest, full Fest, that is is very enticing. But if we're talking about just middle school specifically and, and what they're excited about, I think what Ross Henderson and Charmaine Jordan have developed with Blue and White Games is something that really gets the kids excited. And it's something that is spread throughout the entire year. Um, and we use some community time for these. I mean, just the other week, we had kids, you know, balancing pumpkins on their heads and trying to do other things just for blue and white points. And they get so into it. You know, if they do the problem of the week, if they're up on the assembly stage, they can earn these blue and white points. And again, with the whole intention of we're supporting each other through risk-taking processes. And you can take those risks in any way. Like if, if the assembly stage is how you want to do it, if doing a problem of the week, Um, But Blue and White Points is really kind of what I would say is the hallmark um, tradition in the middle school. And then we have the kind of larger events that kids look forward to, Um, like Around the World, Project Solar Car, Who Am I? Those are, you know, really, you know, important projects that are woven through either one class or multiple disciplines um, that, that kids get really excited for. And then lastly, we take a whole week in March for interdisciplinary and experiential learning. With our middle school students, the seventh graders stay in Boston and it's our Who We Are week and they look at um, you know, how identity can affect one's experience. And then our eighth graders explore Washington, DC, which directly correlates to the English and civics curriculum. So there's a lot of unique aspects of the middle school experience that that help um, kids stay engaged.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us would wanna play in the blue and white games, earn some <laughs> points. Although the pumpkin thing sounds particularly challenging. <laughs> so, so so moving from the leadership questions to the teaching, one of the things that I think many of us enjoy about independent schools is being able to fulfill many different roles. And I know in addition to your role as assistant head of the middle school, you also teach math. Just sort of curious what you enjoy about teaching the discipline of math.
1: I think that traditionally I have taught classes um, that are that have been tracked. And I tend to teach regular um, versus the honors level. And what makes me so sad is that oftentimes students enter my class feeling as though math is not their thing or they've been told they're not good at math or for various reasons they have kind of a uh, single mindset. And so what I actually love most is breaking that down, saying, nope, we're going to meet you where you're at and everyone is a capable mathematician and and let's walk through that. I also feel as though I have an amazing math department. I really enjoy teaching with Ross Henderson. We you know, com- combine and work on everything together. And she is always inventive and looking for new ways uh, to teach the curriculum, which has been really fun and exciting throughout the years. Uh, and lastly, I think just having a small home within our bigger Nobles home, I think, is really important. So I love the community that I
0: build with my class. So, sort of along the lines of building community, I know you've had a ton of experience ranging from your teaching fellow experience to all the experience at Nobles to graduate school experience, having a chance to think a lot about education. So Just curious from your vantage point, especially for novice teachers, what do you think are the most important qualities or characteristics of effective educators?
1: I mean, I think first and foremost, you need to have a growth mindset and continue to improve. So, as soon as you start to think, I've got it all figured out, this is just what I'm going to do. I think you're missing the point. I think you have to continually adapt, um, improve your practices, know what's best research, watch others. I mean, I think remaining humble and understanding that uh, you can continue to improve is, I would say, first and foremost, most important. And then I would second that with, you have to know the students in your room. You have to know them more than just a student in your room. What else do they like? What else do they enjoy? Um, Getting to know them beyond just a math student will create, again, their sense of belonging and their purpose in the class and increases engagement and motivation.
0: So this has been a super treat to receive all the thoughtful responses. Is there anything else in your mind as you look ahead to the rest of the 23, to 24 school year or even beyond?
1: You know, I am just very excited to see, you know, I've been very fortunate now to be at Nobles. I think this is year 15 and I'm just excited to see kind of what the next chapter is. I feel as though with a new strategic plan coming out um, just to see how the school will evolve and meet the demands of, of, you know, the world we're living in now and excited to see kind of how it tackles that and what thoughtful changes they'll make.
0: Great. Um, So thank you so much, Colette. Before we finish up, I just wanted to put a plug in for some of the different sessions. You can tell how thoughtful Colette was, and we also have a ton of other great educators who have had a chance to hop onto the podcast. So if you haven't yet done that, you can check out the Nobles You podcast, wherever you check out your podcasts, and hopefully get a chance to hear others speak as well. So thank you very much, Colette, again, and we hope to see you soon. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Mike.